This is Sonny Hollywood Pooney from Podcast Rock City, and you're listening to the crazy antics of the Shout It Out Loudcast, where we love all KISS members at the same time. Wait, wait a second. That sounds like an orgy. I guess it is basically, right? Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus. We have another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 53. We're calling this one the Eric Carr story inside the tail of the fox. Tom, how are you? What's up, my friend? That's a long episode topic <laughs> title, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, DVD review time. That's right. Yep. We're kicking you off know? 2020 with our favorites, an album last week, a DVD this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to break this one down, too. Yep, yep. Um, but other than that, how's life? Uh, well, my house is like a friggin' TB ward right now. My my wife is sick. She's never sick. My wife is sick. My, my wife is sick. <laughs> Are you talking Sick. about the coupons? <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> she can't uh, even chew popcorn. Ah! That's the one where he does the pizza bomb. Go to bomb that place. <laughs> yeah, good luck saying that nowadays on the phone. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll so, yeah we'll everybody's that sick. We'll, we'll, yeah, and then my son is starting to feel like shit, too, and I'm not feeling, ah, whatever. Everybody at work is sick. Sick of everything. Sick, sick, sick! Um, I tell you, yeah, you're gonna jinx me. I'm feeling fine, and I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, still mid hockey season, so got that going. Oh, yeah, Lots right. of fun there. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Patriots uh, shit the bed there, so now it's uh, all Bruins all the time for you. Yeah, Bruins. Yeah, we got some Celtic stuff. They're doing pretty well. Yep, but don't you just love all these people that are like, yeah, this is Tom Brady watching the playoffs, ah, dude? Are you like seriously? <laughs> nobody, like anti New England, nobody can sit back and joke about. We could do that. Fucking how many? How many times do you guys for the last twenty years? And you guys want to sit there and, and talk about oh Brady? Yeah, you didn't win. Oh, <laughs> they just they just love to see them just go down and, and it's the same thing if if we were on the if the shoe was on the other foot be like oh thank god after 20 years they're just out of it go you know but the difference is for a team like the yankees that we always hate because we're red sox fans yeah the yankees outspent everybody it oh, wasn't yeah. like baseball is like a one-man team like they have jeter and jeter is the greatest player right. so the greatest player gives them championships we're if that was the case, even us Red Sox fans, most of us never hated Jeter. No, I kind of, I, I kind of did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. No one really gave him shit. 
and stuff, you know, except that one time we made that catch and then he after he caught it, he jumped into the crowd yeah. and he acted like oh oh oh, oh, oh. ah he took a terrible like, I, tum- I, I, I took yeah. a terrible tumble into the third base. <laughs> so <laughs> the the Pats excellence is Brett uh Belichick and Brady. You know what I mean? It's yeah, two but, but, guys. But Belichick is so hateable if you're not a Patriots fan. And people think Brady is a cheater and a douche and all that stuff. So it, that, I could see why somebody from uh, not here, they, you know, they just get, you know, I don't know. Fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You mean like when they beat the 07, when they were beating up on the on the Redskins? Like 45 points. Oh, you yeah. Got Brady hucking it up to Randy Moss in the fourth quarter in a minute left. What are you doing that? For? Are you trying to rub it into uh, Coach Gibbs? Yes. Just, uh, <laughs> just uh, playing. We're just playing. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, that's that, that that's what could happen next year. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Right. Enough football talk. Um, what's going on in Kiss World? Um. Kiss World right now they're on a break so they are on a break until they um, come back to us in a few weeks February 1st Manchester New Hampshire so uh, they're not really doing anything quiet for both of them for well when I say both of them I mean Paul and Gene because they're the only ones that are really on social media but well they're they're, they're hawking their products hawking oh, yeah. their Puma gear oh yeah and Paul's warning us about fake news and global <laughs> climate change but settle down why don't you, you know what you do? Why don't you why don't you put out those Australian fires with your fucking Puma jumpsuits? <laughs> what did he say in that offering thing? We got climate change. Yeah. We got climate change. We got global warming. <laughs> Settle down, Stanley the Pat oh, Stanley the Parrot. <laughs> First of all. Get that ridiculous hat off your fucking head in all these pictures. You look like an idiot with it. What is with that Ranger Rick hat he wears all the time? It looks like, what's it from the Urban Sombrero? It looks like the Urban Sombrero from the Peterman catalog. Yeah. And then he looks like, then he looks like, but between that hat. Surprise, Elaine. And the, when he when he has those shoes on and that fanny pack and that hat, it's like that episode where where, where uh, Mel Torme thinks Kramer is like a special <laughs> needs person. <laughs> so what the well, fuck is, Jim, is that? When Jimmy punched him in the mouth? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jimmy doesn't like that. <laughs> Down goes Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy really likes Elaine. <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, anyways. Um yeah, they got that going on. You got uh their opening act is starting to open their act. Wanna um, talk about that? Oh, oh boy. Uh oh boy. It's a big one. <laughs> so David Lee Roth, uh, we're recording on Thursday, uh, January 9th. David Lee Roth kicked off his Las Vegas residency set last night and my God, um, if you haven't seen the YouTube videos, um, just be warned because it was just not good. It was just not good. And I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting what I saw. A um, couple things here. So he comes out 65 years old. This is the article from Ultimate Classic Rock. Um, 
he missed notes, cues, occasionally missed entire verses, and said, quote, I forgot the fucking words. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, David. But here's the interesting thing. So we, we don't have to talk about his performance, which was not good, but I'll, I'm still excited to see him. Who knows? It'll be fun. But a couple things I wanted to talk to you about, Zeus, get your opinion here. So he, his set list was 15 songs long. I know. Okay. He did um, a bunch of songs from Van Halen and a handful of David Lee Roth solo material. Mm-hmm. 15 songs. Okay. That is the equivalent of when we saw, you remember we saw Kiss and Def Leppard and they split the bill? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Kiss, like, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but I'm just wondering, is Kiss going to shorten their set list? No, no way. He's doing a Vegas residency. He has to have that many songs. I, I know think that. it's I better know. for David Lee Roth to have a shorter set, shorter. He'll, he'll have more energy, can hit the notes as best as he can. He can't um, hit anything. <laughs> he can't hit anything. Doesn't sound like he's yeah. doing any notes. Um, but it's just funny. So he's got, he's got. Just a gigolo, but he doesn't have Yankee Rose. Nope. Nope, and he ends with jump. Oh well, again, this is the Vegas set list. So you think this Vegas set list will? You don't think he's going to do fifteen songs when he opens up for Kiss? Oh, absolutely not. No okay. way. Okay. There's no a little ain't enough either. No, there's no ladies' night in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you got Bruce Smith and, and who else was on that team back then? <laughs> Fred Smurless. <laughs> Fred Smurless. The chicks look like Fred Smurless in Ladies Night in Buffalo. Cornelius Bennett. Cornelius Bennett. Yeah, that's right. What they used to call him um Biscuit. That was his nickname. <laughs> no, I think that was Cedric Maxwell. <laughs> oh, no, that was cornbread. <laughs> We're getting our we're getting our, our bakery products wrong for our athletes. Oh my god! Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, honestly, I started get I started looking at this. I'm like shit, because then I started getting like conspiracy theory. I'm like shit. Is Kiss gonna mix up their entire show? Are they gonna change the set list? Are they gonna shorten it and let David Lee Roth open up and play long? I don't know. You know what's funny? I saw someone put a poll out earlier today on on Twitter. <laughs> whose voice it was it was like preface with like whose voice is handling like meaning they all suck yeah uh, it was paul stanley vince nail and uh david lee Roth. <laughs> paul stanley was winning it by like 75 percent oh oh yeah oh God. look i know i know people tease paul and stuff but if anybody if you watched those <laughs> david lee roth videos he's it's like karaoke night at like the fucking kowloon i mean he's like a guy can like <laughs> I don't know. Bozo. Yeah. Anything else going on over there, Kiss? Um, no, not really. No. Like I said, they, they they're just taking a break until uh we get to see the the first show next uh couple weeks. Right. Right. Yes. Now, in other news, okay. This is not really this is not really Kiss the band news. Okay. But this is like some fun social media news. Okay. 
So recently we have been talking about the hilarious Twitter account known as Paul Stanley. (laughs) P-A-W-L Stanley. Well, yes. Rest in peace, Paul Stanley on Twitter. And some breaking news this week. We found out that the man behind Paul Stanley was Baco from Cobras and Fire podcast, which is a great podcast. And if you haven't checked out, you got to check those guys out. Hilarious. So that was kind of, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of like finding out there was no Santa Claus. I'm like, ah, damn. I, 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 I don't want to go. Then I was at work. Yeah, but I was at work today. Um, oh, I know what you're going to say. Got a, and, I got a, and I got a Facebook friend yep. request. And yep. I was like, and there he is. He's back from the dead. That's right. He's back on Facebook. Yep. Twitter is gone. He's back and alive and kicking on Facebook. So Bach win, Tom. That's right. So Baco was saying on the recent episode of uh, Cobras and Fire that Twitter shut down the account because of it was like, you know, it was impersonating. It was an impersonation type account, which clearly you could tell. I mean, give me a satire. I don't understand. He he thinks. And and again, if you listen to the episode, he kind of explains it a little bit more. He, He thinks that maybe Vinnie Vincent may have been behind it getting shut down. Because he recently did a tweet, he he recently did a tweet like kind of you know joking about something with Vinny and Paul with you know with Vinny's Christmas event or something. I don't know. It was funny, but but you're right. I I got home today. I I checked Facebook. I see a friend request from Paul Stanley. Everyone's like Paul's back. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But that, I I got a kick out of that. That was that was kind of funny to see. Yeah, I would have guesstimated that it would be more Paul that got him kicked off of Twitter. Could be. Yeah, could be. Right? Could be. So maybe yeah. that's why maybe that's why so maybe that's why our friend uh Stuart Trunk has been laying low. Maybe he's afraid he'll get himself <laughs> shut down. Cuz I I haven't seen a lot from Stuart Trunk lately, so uh I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that one. Yeah. There was a an attempt at an ace one recently. Um a couple other ones out there, but oh uh, god, that that one out there that we always talk about, who's impersonating a certain podcast host, who <laughs> <laughs> made like the head like a yeah. hairy ball sack. <laughs> right? That's how oh. I would describe it. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, that's 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 brutal. We're not gonna. We won't mention any names, but yeah, but like, uh, I mean, anybody, you know, anybody, anybody out there who's on Twitter, you know, I swear. I Go swear to God, half of Twitter is parody accounts. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what I love is those fake asshole trade deadlines for any of the four major sports that create fucking profiles that look identical to the fucking people. Oh, yeah. Breaking yeah. news. Wayne Gretzky traded for uh, yep. Bobby Hull. Fuck, Gretzky got traded. Like, yep. You know I what I mean? See- people are like, oh, it's a fake. You remember how people used to fall for that all the time in the beginning I saw, without I the saw. blue check marks? By the way, it's not blue; it's white. The check mark, the surrounding is blue. Oh, go we go. so I saw. Speaking, of, I, yeah, it's like I saw. I saw somebody made a created a fake Adam Schefter <laughs> Twitter page, and it looked everything looked exactly <laughs> yeah, the same. Exactly. And, and, it, and it was like you know this just in. You know, Belichick leaves to go coach Cleveland. It was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> And they build it up for a while to get enough followers that people fall for it. Yep. Yep. That's nah, funny. Fucking idiots. Funny shit. Oh, man. Yeah, shit. That's, but that's uh, social media for you, you know? What are you going to say? 
dangerous. Da- yeah, it's dangerous. You got to use your brain when danger you're on. Me is danger. You it's dangerous. That's right. And speaking of that, listen to Paul Stanley. Check out his social media because he's warning all of us about fake news. <laughs> in, in his urban sombrero. <laughs> Oh. White powder, Elaine. White powder. Oh, oh God. Fucking, he's warning, warning Elaine about her poppy intake. And then, oh, yeah. The, you uh, remember uh, and the heroin shit? Yeah, P, he goes to friggin' uh, he oh, thinks Kramer. He thinks Kramer's like trying to sell drugs to Elaine, and he fucking beats Kramer up and he throws him out. Yeah, it's the low flow shower episode because Kramer's hair is all <laughs> fucked up, and he, he 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 needs to go to Elaine's to use her shower because the because <laughs> the pressure's better. And Peterman thinks he's all strung out. <laughs> Not from the footage I seen. Um, <laughs> anyways, you ready to move this thing along? Oh no no no! Oh oh, we didn't even get to this. What what? So, oh last week. Debut episode for season two. Yes. Our best numbers yet to date. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for that. That's fantastic. Excellent. Good way to kick off the year. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you guys just kind of missed us, even though we didn't go away, or the topic, which we kind of wanted to open season two with a bang. Yep. And like I said, I don't think too many people. Did the debut album um, Lot Lot of feedback on it Favorite songs, favorite not songs I had a few people Actually say They like kissing time Like I kind of like it Yeah. Um, there was a lot of Variant opinions of what was their favorite Song but when we did our polls On both of them what won So on Twitter the poll was a little bit Closer uh, Black Diamond Ended up winning with 32% and then you had right behind it with Deuce and Strutter at 26 and 24%. Cold Gin came in last. There were some write-in votes. Um, you know, some people with Firehouse and 100,000 Years. Um, yeah. On uh, Facebook, Black Diamond won a little bit more handily. It was 58% to 42% with a lot of write-ins as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not, not surprising. Everybody knows Black Diamond is just, you know, ridiculously awesome. So... Now we did some polls today. We uh, we missed a couple weeks with the Tom and Zeus polls. The holidays got in the way, so we 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 put those back in. And um, kind of topical. And we did Eric Carr versus Eric Singer. Who do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Now Zeus predicted this, um, and I'm not surprised. But Eric Carr is winning in a landslide on both Twitter and Facebook. But what's it, what I found interesting particularly on Facebook were the comments from people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very passionate about each of these drummers. A lot of people say a lot of people were picking Eric Carr with their heart. Like they love that he came in. He was the Fox and everything. A lot of people are saying that Eric Singer may is the better technical drummer, which I think he is. But a lot of people are just saying they just loved what Eric brought to the band and the era that he covered. So, you know, people were selecting Eric Carr, but a lot of people, there were, there were some people who was like, you know, too tough. I don't know who to pick. I love them both. People were saying hands down Eric Singer. Other people were saying hands down Eric Carr. So the voting was definitely slanted, but the comments were, were interesting. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, obviously, there's some drummers out there and they picked up on things about like 
you know, the technical aspects of the drumming, not yep. just who was cooler, who was funner, uh, who looked better, who was a better fit, um, and who is cheater Chris. Versus well, it's it's funny that you Fox, say it. But it, some people didn't even bring that up, I was which just I like. That they, uh, it, they, uh, a lot of well-behaved Facebook group messages when I expect, probably because you, you, we didn't share it to all the fucking toxic Facebook groups. Um, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was just going to say it. So we, there's a couple groups that we follow, but that we don't really share a lot of things with because of the toxicity. Um, but even so you're right. I didn't see one comment about, you know, Eric singer wearing the Catman makeup. Nobody, every, uh, everybody's comments were based on the technical ability to drum, you know, or, or what they brought to the band or, you know, I love revenge or, you know, I love creatures of the night or whatever. So that was refreshing to say the least to, to hear like a really a good debate. Um, yep. so I, I, yep. I like that. So no, yeah. I, I agree with you. I was very surprised. I yep. thought we'd get a bunch of that shit. So me too. I was kind of bracing myself for it. Yeah. So anyways, 2020 started off the bank. We like to hope to continue it going. We have a lot, a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, yep. and, uh, you know, it's starting a bottleneck with all these great shows we've got. Uh, planned ahead, but you know, we thought we would start something different, yeah. And um, this is something different, yep. And uh, before we get into uh, the tale of the fox, uh, let's take a quick break here and uh, let's go look for the uh, the fox in the hen house, shall we? Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. 
Bucks. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon. Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And I was praying for you, Tom. I was holding on to God's unchanging hands because he helped. Joshua fight the battle Jericho. Uh, yes. He helped Daniel get out of the lion's den. He helped Gilligan get off the island. Oh, oh, sorry. Wonderful. Wonderful. A little bit of coming to America, like rabbit hole YouTube videos. And I think Reverend Brown is, oh my God. I, I can't get enough of our, our you know, performance i thought that's the funniest thing girl you look so good somebody wanted to put you on a plate slap you up with a biscuit <laughs> donations donations like goddamn i thought it was a trash <laughs> tall motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh man you lying Let's you never go. met no martin luther the king <laughs> martin luther the king the king um Oops, that's I thought right. you somebody else <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part so for some reason, walk around. I turn around. I say, Doctor King. And he punches up. Oops! I thought you somebody else. Why? Why is Martin Luther King going around punching people? Imp- <laughs> implying that Martin Luther King is just throwing haymakers at people down the street. <laughs> Oops! I thought you somebody else. Dr. King. Who do you think I was? Oh, <laughs> lying! You ain't never met Martin Luther King. Um. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got fucking stuck in that rabbit hole. Let's segue over to 
the topic this week. The subject we're going to talk about is our man Eric Carr and the DVD, the Eric Carr story inside the tale of the fox. Me and Tom both watched this again. And um, wow, where do we begin, Tom? First of all, it's I mean, this is a deep cut for me because I'm, I was not familiar with this at all. Um, and we'll talk about why a lot of people probably right. haven't heard of this and probably why we're not familiar with it. So the DVD is available on Amazon, but it's also streaming um, for anybody out there that has Amazon Prime. It's available on there. Uh, came out in 2000. Uh, it's about 90 minutes long. Um it's regarded as the official Eric Carr DVD. Um, I don't know how you want to cover this here. Cause I don't know if we want to give opinions or kind of break down the DVD or how we want to go here. So I think we should just talk about what's on there and go through it okay. chronologically, what they were doing. <laughs> and then afterwards, maybe go through our opinions and what we thought. Now, again, as always, when we watch these, unless we will do some, uh, running commentary on some videos coming up, but usually with these videos, me and Tom watch it on our own, write down our own notes, don't discuss it with each other. Nope. Let's let's you know, save it for the episode. Save it. Save it. Here we go. And this is. Yep. I don't know what he's gonna say. He doesn't know what I'm gonna say. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I found it interesting. You start this video, and. Um, the advertisement for Rockology comes on in Union's album, including Bruce Kulick's song that he actually sings, Dear Friend, a tribute to Eric Carr. Right? Yep. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, I mean, clearly as we talk, as we get into this DVD, you know, there's a lot of uh, the Kulicks in this. So, you know, I, I, can, I can see that. Um, you know, the the... the the, it was produced and directed by a gentleman named Jack Edward Sawyers. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know what his background is. I don't know if he's a, a family friend of the cars or if, or if he's a I, – I don't know enough about him to know where his angle was on putting this DVD together. Uh, but he's the gentleman behind it. So, And then the associate producer, I think that's Eric's sister, Loretta and Bruce. Yes, Loretta Caravello and Bruce Kulik. Yep. Yep. Internet special thanks to Kiss Asylum and KissShop.com. Yep. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, you know, does its best to keep clear of Kiss stuff as much as possible. And um, it's interesting. They kind of tiptoe on that fine line of what they can do and say. Um, you can tell, you know, but. You know, they they start, it's like a documentary type style, home video stuff, um, you know, some uh, old clips. And they start with interviews with his parents talking about to, Eric who, growing up. Yeah, who I have to admit just seem like, honestly, like the nicest people, yeah. the most regular down home, nice people that you'd ever. I mean, I, I enjoyed listening to them talk, especially the dad. You could just tell, I mean, if anything that you get from this video, you just, we hear the stories about how Eric Carr was, you know, regarded as being like the kindest, nicest, funniest man around. And, you know, you definitely get that from this DVD is, is, you know, especially that introduction, the talking of his, with his mom and dad and everything, just really nice to see. 
Yeah, I would say that you can tell that he comes from a nice, warm family, and that's where you get it. The mom's talking about a young, energetic Eric who always had a problem with tapping his pencils at school. Yep. And she would notice it at home, and then his teachers would say the same thing, so that he always wanted to, um, you know, get into drums. And that he, uh, it's funny, he said that his grandfather was a musician, played, I think, the trombone or something. And he was like yep. trying to teach Eric that. And he kept saying to him, like, I just really want to do the drums. And uh, they, you know, obviously Eric, good thing he did. He did go to the drums. And what's great is the story about his first drum set. Do you, did you get that? How he got oh, his the, first drum set? Yeah. You want me to tell the story? No, you can, you know, you can go ahead. We can talk about it, but go ahead. All right. So his, <laughs> his dad saw some like music guy store. And they did, um, you know, movers. They were like movers and I think like repair yep. guys. Yep. Um, and he couldn't, you know, money's tight. And he saw a drum set that Eric wanted. So what he did was he went to the store and he offered them to help move the stuff if Eric could t- get one of those drums, the drum set. And that's what they did. And both Eric and his father helped move. Now that, if that doesn't get you all like, like. I don't know, tugging at your heartstrings about what a great dad and, and all that and the bonding between the father and son to do that. That's just, that's just awesome. I never knew that story about it, but it, listen for it, look for it in the beginning. It's really a great story. Yeah. You could tell the si- sign of the times, you know, about, you know, a family that didn't have a ton of money, wanted to do their, do, do right by their son and, you know, the father was literally willing to, to do, you know, f- physical labor you know for his uh for his son to get him you know to get him what he wanted um like i said like like i said before the relationship with the with the mom and dad just very very sweet and cool throughout the whole thing um so yeah so then it then it 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 talks about you know eric just really really just being into the drums you know he started out with you know even before he had that drum set that his dad got for him he had he had like one drum that he would just kind of bang on um you could just tell from 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 the get he had it like in his blood that he was meant to play the drums. Yep, and he grew up like a lot of kids idolizing the Beatles. They even have a video of Eric's first drums. He did this like 1967, and I was like, and they had it, and they were playing the video, and I was even joking. I was going to say to you, Tom, it sounds even better than Peter Chris's right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's right. I mean, 1967 for a kid that didn't really know what he was doing, you know, technically he was, he, he, he sounded pretty damn good at the time, you know? Absolutely. So he had first bands, the allures, the Sellerman, which you can see those old clip videos. He got the Sellerman on his, on his drum set. And he was like, I don't know, putting all sorts of like shit on his vans and clips and they were talking about him and he getting pulled over by the cops he had like a fucking flower power van or something yep and uh they made him take it off um but you know i find that's like you know like the the look good local neighborhood kid done done good you know yeah yeah and um the, that i mean like everybody in that in that era you know his is when he was with that band the sellerman very 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 beatlish like like yeah i had that down too you know yeah um but you know i mean you know that boy's got talent (laughs) (laughs) he's good and terrible um so what i didn't know 
is that whole part where he played in some sort of like uh, kind of like an R and B kind of disco ish kind of band for a little bit. Yes, and that there was that fire that he yep. was involved in some like I don't know it was like nightclub or a club, and there was a fire and like he because his his mom and them said that they had always taught him about. You're going to warning him to be like careful and always look for exits and stuff like sounds yep. like, wow, that is that is amazing. And they talked about it. 20, this isn't like oh, somebody fell down and broke the ankle. Twenty four people died yep. in that fire. And Eric yep. was got got out and got some of his band members out and helped them out. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, that was that Crazy was an unbelievable. Story. Yeah, no, that was an unbelievable story. I mean, to to think that a, a young kid going through something like that, and you know, you kind of have that you know survivor's guilt, that type of emotional response to something like that, and uh, yeah, that's a lot for for a kid that age to deal with. Yeah, you know, I can only think about what we could have been in almost, and that is in Rhode Island. Yep. Oh God, right? if we ever if if we ever had tickets, to, if, if we that knew about that, anything, if, uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been knew, normal if, for us. Absolutely, no doubt. The station, the station nightclub, and that horrible tragedy with the Great White. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Right down the neighborhood. Yep. Um. So then they just like go a little bit part where Eric's friend shows something in the paper about Kiss auditioning for drummers, and then they cut to what I was not expecting, and that was Bill of Coin. That was cool. That was very cool to see because Bill of Coins not in any, you know, Kiss DVDs because I think they all came out. You know, Bill of Coin passed uh, actually not too long ago. I don't think he did because this was recorded. This came out in two thousand, but all those other Kiss DVDs you don't see a lot of Bill of Coin talking. So in he no, but he, it was an interview style Bill of Coin, and there's no that, mention of him. Like if you look at the box, like you had no idea he was gonna pop up. That's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, he, he does. He's featured in this uh, pretty prominently talking pretty much exclusively about uh, about Eric. Uh, just on and pretty proud of you. Pretty you proud say? of you. Pretty proud. Of you. It's very nice. Um, yeah. So so Bill talks about, you know, the, the beginning of, um, you know, this is this is when the story pivots from Eric's childhood and, and life growing up into the beginning of his kiss, you know, uh, you know, trying out. Um, you know, hundreds of different drummers, you know, he, he told his parents that he was, uh, you know, auditioning for the band, the story about how he got it, you know, how he was uh, selected to be in the band. And I thought one of my, one of my favorite stories, you know, getting back to Eric's mom and dad was when, um, Eric was like, you know, you, you, you can't tell anybody that I'm in the band. You, you can't tell anybody that your son is in the band. So they would go, they would go to see kiss in concert and people would be like, you know, what are these two old people doing at a kiss show? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we like Kiss. Like, they had to, like, play along. They couldn't tell people, you know, until finally they had no choice but to kind of tell people, like, oh, yeah, our, our son's the drummer. Um, you could just tell just two proud parents, just regular people. It was, it was cool. Yeah, and then one was a friend of theirs noticed them. What are you guys doing here? And yeah. He's uh, yeah. like, oh, uh, one of our daughters is here. Uh, is a fan of Kiss. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That was great. But what I also liked is they, you know, they got into – how he got the job and bill was saying that he auditioned like 50 drummers or so yep. and bill was talking about eric basically got the job he was a good drummer and had a good audition but that his personality he just fit in and he you know after dealing probably with a lot of the 
pissing and moaning of Peter. They just wanted a guy that'll just do his share. And, you know, of course, Bill Coyne brings up, you know, he wasn't a full member. He was hired gun. But, you know, they don't want to be around a, what they'll be their next hire, a pain in the ass hired gun, Vinny. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and they basically talked about the fact that that's what really got him the job. And then they cut over to, I wasn't expecting to see him show up. Me neither. Holy shit. <laughs> Mr. In the news himself, Bob Kulik, who looks really good in that episode, in that, in this video. Yeah, healthy he looks, and happy. Yeah. He looks healthy, happy. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, yeah, but he, he, here's the interesting thing. And, you know, forgive me for not being the, the, maybe the insider expert that I was, but I'm wondering if this was, if, if Bob was featured in this DVD because of his brother, Bruce, because as, as Bob is talking, I'm like, why are you in this DVD? <laughs> no, part on, of the Kiss family. Right. No, I know. But I'm like, I'm like, it's just odd to just see you be. Obviously, it's Bruce. Why else would he be there? Look at, right. look at some of the like, the, I hate to say this, but look at some of the has in this fucking video. Who? Fred Corey from Cinderella. <laughs> but you know Who, what I Dana mean? Strum. Like, just but I'm just saying, like. You know, Bob Kulik is part of the Kiss family, right? No, Bob Kulik was part of Killers. No, I know, I know. He worked with him, right, but it's right. interesting because Bob is throwing out his Paul relationship. Everything is out because you know I was with Paul. I was hanging out with Paul. Paul showed me a picture of this guy, and I was like, okay. He's like, Paul says, "What do you think?" And I'm like, I don't know. Can he play? So meaning, like, there was the image part. There was is he a good guy part. He obviously yeah. could play, so they're like, yeah, it works. It, he fits. Um, and then they talked a little bit about the big bird, the chicken, and then he became the fox. I wish they went into more detail about the fox and the costume and the makeup. Well, they went into it a little bit, but they didn't get into too much. There's a lot of kids things that I think we wish they got into a little bit more of on this DVD. Yeah, and, for some and, and, reason they and, didn't. Yeah, and that that was one of them. They they touched on it briefly, uh, like you said. They kind of briefly talked about you know the hawk or whatever the hell it was, and then they got they settled on the fox. Um, yeah, a little bit too brief for my liking, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, my first thing is is right in the beginning. Parents seem uh, seem like they can't say anything about Eric and Kiss. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Um, and you know, it's but they did talk about the the. So when they saw him, when you were mentioning them, they saw Eric play it was on the palladium which was the only one they did for unmask yep. eric's introduction yeah they saw that and then you know they obviously hit overseas and left and continued to tour on unmasked um or they probably went like oh this album is horrible what is oh, this stop shit? it stop um, that come on now yeah yeah and then different clips fred curry from cinderella I want to grow my hair like Eric Dana Strom. Eric's a good guy down to earth. Uh, Bruce starts talking about him. And it was funny because he says, I, you know, Bruce said he met Eric when they were recording Creatures. Because, you yeah. know, he says, my brother. So it yep. was, you know, Bob is, seems like Bob was kind of always in, or hanging around, helping them out a little. Because they were still in that limbo between a real permanent from Ace yep. to Bruce 
in between there, Bob is always kind of helping Kiss out and being around as their buddy. Maybe and, that's what, uh, he, maybe maybe that's what led to uh, the current Bob Kulik we have right now in 2020. Yeah, apparently. And then they cut to Carrie Stevens. Oh, holy shit! God damn! She looks like a fucking combo of Cindy Crawford and Kathy Ireland in their prime. Absolutely stunning. She looks like a kid in this video. Granted, it's 20 years old, so wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just unbelievable. Watch the I, video just for that. Um, yep. Adam Mitchell's written a bunch of songs with, with Kiss. Um, he's in there talking. Um, and then, you know, there's clips of Eric with his parents and home videos talking and stuff. The only thing I can say is like, it must be like what people think when they hear me and you talk with that, you know, accent that just they don't recognize, but everyone else oh, can God, hear yeah. that accent. Oh, right? yes. I, I know, you're talking. Uh, oh, I joined this band Kiss. I, I say I never heard of them. Yeah. His his father like reminded me of like uh, Frankie Pantangeli. Chichi, <laughs> Laporte. You know, like, but yeah, I mean, the accent, and, and again, like we said earlier, you know, there's a lot of home video footage because I don't think they could get their hands on any other kind of video footage for this. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, just a lot of like, you know, day in the. It re- it really is an Eric Carr story, um, like a very personal video. Um, Fucked it up. Fucked it up. You said fucking what's his name, and now all I can think of, your father did business with Hyman Roth. Your father uh, respected Hyman Roth, but your father never trusted Hyman Roth. Or Sicilian messenger boy, Johnny Ola. (laughs) I'm sorry. In my head. (laughs) Get it out. One of my... Oh, my God. Well, real quick, if we can go off, if we can go off on, onto a detour, oh, real quick, because we, we went from Eric Carr to Frankie Pantangeli. So, <laughs> so my wife is watching TV the other night, and uh, some some network she's flipping through was showing old episodes of Magnum PI. Okay. okay, and the actor who played Frankie Pantangeli was a character on it. So I I come upstairs, I'm like. It's freaking Frankie Five Angels from The Godfather. What's he doing on Magnum? <laughs> He's looking for Chi-Chi. Exactly. Dope, dope. Oh, my God. And they leave the gambling for last. Oh, here we go. Here comes The Godfather podcast. See, we're screwed now. Oh, oh. My, now my mind is all on that. Fucking monologue that he does. Okay. To, All right. To, switch to, gears. Switch to, gears. To Michael Corleone, right? <laughs> Familia Corleone. Well, that, oh. I can't say it because there's a lot of ethnic slurs in yeah, don't, yeah, in don't his do monologue. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> What's a clean monologue that he went on? He did a little. Well, the best one is when he's drunk, when he's talking to Michael. That's yeah. the best one. I know, but I'm just thinking, how do I, which part of it did he cut out that he's not calling Hyman Roth some ethnic slur? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was like half drunk half the movie, so everything he said was a slur. All right, Lord. let's get back. Let's go. Lord. Oh, God. 
Here we go. My fault. I take full responsibility for this. And he's got those. What are, what are the brothers? What are the brothers again? Oh, um, the res- the we have res- um, <laughs> fuck. Oh my god. Let him back up by that in Miami. The Rosado brothers. Yeah, that's it. The Rosados. The Rosados. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. All right, go okay. Ahead. Jesus Christ, Michael. <laughs> this here, this is a straight thing. <laughs> I don't got your brain for big business deals. <laughs> Oh, here we okay. go. Right. Hey, David. <laughs> Zanet. Come on, buddy. Jump on in here, buddy. Come on. Yeah. I am Enzo, the baker. Oh, man. All right. Frankie Pantitli. Because his father's Frankie Pantitli. <laughs> now, now, nice ruin- now I just ruined this DVD for anybody who's going to go watch it now. <laughs> like someone's going to turn off this fucking podcast and put on The Godfather 2. Uh, um, go, go ahead, Frankie. Um, no, so we were just talking about how it, it, there's just a lot of home videos here talking, you know, just everyday life behind the scenes stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, before we went on to our Godfather rant, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the details as we move on at the end of the, of the, the video. So, but one little kiss tidbit was that Bruce said that Eric didn't get the elder. Yes. And this was too much into it, but. Bruce brought that up that he felt like they were coming. He was coming into the band, but we all know that everybody was saying that Ace and him both were thinking that, but it was interesting. What the fuck is this? Yeah. And it was interesting how Bruce said that Eric met with the band and bill a coin and said, this is a mistake. Yeah. So that's uh, when I, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, maybe we're going to turn the corner and get into some really deep, deep stuff here. But you know, the DVD is kind of hit or miss with some of the kiss stuff. And, uh, just, you know, they didn't, that, that was kind of a, the, the comment by Bruce. And then you kind of just shifted gears again. Yeah. And then they go into, then Mark Slaughter pops in and Bill yep. coin comes back and talks about Eric smile. It's great. And the thing that got me at this point though, Tom, there's a part in the home video and this was when it really hit me and it felt like, Oh man, it was so sad. I put Eric was showing his thumbs and how banged up they were from drumming all this time. Yep. And then he goes into, Oh, when I'm, he, this is Eric on the home video. Oh man, look at this. When I'm 50, I'm going to be a twisted wreck, but yep. I do it for you. Cause I love you. Like he's talking to the fan. And I'm like, Oh God bless you, man. I wish you made it to 50. I know. I so I said the same thing. I, I'm wa- I uh, no, you're right. I said the same thing. I'm watching the video and I'm like, shit. I'm like, this poor guy doesn't he doesn't even know what's you know? coming and down it, the pipe. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and, and and you know, it it is it is a sad video because he is you know everybody in this video. You know, they focus a lot on Bill Coin, Carrie Stevens, and and Bruce. Um, yeah, and they ju- and they just can't and stop talking. Bob. About- you know, Bob, Bob's in there too. No, Bob is in there too. And they just can't stop talking about just what a great, you know, a f- and we, we've heard Paul and Gene talk about this too. You know, a prankster, a fun guy, great sense of humor, love to goof around and fuck around and do silly things with the band and with his friends. Um, and they really get into that here. Unfortunately, they don't show any of the interactions with the band. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit at the end. Uh, but yeah, you, you, I mean, if you're a kiss fan and obviously if you're listening to us and if you're watching this movie, this DVD, you're a kiss fan, 
it, it is it is emotional seeing it because you know he just really was just a, a great guy and a great drummer and a great bandmate and it's just mm-hmm. a it's a tragedy you know um bruce talks about eric how you know multifaceted he was he could play the drums guitar the bass sing write music Yep. And uh, then they showed the clips of him when he first joined Kiss and Ace is there. And the Ace, yeah, he had a weird diapers when he came on. Oh, I know. I, I'm like, I know. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Ace? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, settle oh, down. What do you, I don't even get it. Um, And then, you know, Bruce goes way overboard and so does Bob. I shouldn't say overboard, like goes on and on about how Eric was different than most rock stars where people are done from the shows. They go to their rooms, they go hang up. Like Eric wanted to be with fans. He would answer all his, open all his fan mail, answer all the fan mail. He'd hang out in the lobbies. He'd hang out with people after the concerts. He'd want to talk to the fans and that yep. he was sincere about it. And Bob Kula could say, Oh, you know, there's actually a nice guy here. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, right. Um, but you know, and then you know, there's more clips of him, and um, you know, they hinted at his, you know, obviously you can tell the New York accent, but they also hinted at a little bit of his frustration about, like, you know, whether he played or could sing or get some of his songs on. Um, yeah, there was there was some interesting comments there where. Um, one of the things that I found interesting that Bob said, and I'm, I'm wondering if this was Bob's sentiment or if, like who kind of came like this feeling came from, but Bob said having Eric and the band proved that someone in kiss could be replaced. And I thought that was, an yeah, interesting, yeah. I, I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting way to, to, to put it. Meaning like, did they think that that was impossible at no, one point? What I think what I think was happening is that. Bob was hinting at all the session players that Kiss always had. Yeah. And he was just joking about himself being on all these records, other people, else. And you can't have it. It has to be seen as Ace, Paul, Peter, Paul, and Gene. It has yeah. to be seen. And now, like, no, you can replace somebody. You can say you're not playing this very well. Yep. Let's put somebody that just be in the band and do it every time. So yep. I think that's what he's hinting at. And, yep. you know, I wish they kept that the same way. I hate that I'm not the biggest Kiss Wikipedia nerd that knows, oh, yeah, but that one note in that one part in that one song on that one album, Johnny Coolballs played, right? Yep. And yep. everyone's, oh, yeah, well, this guy played this part. This guy played, like, I wish it was just, yeah, they played on this, but Ace was hospitalized and this guy did this, uh, this thing, and that's it. Every single song, even when they had healthy members. Yeah, but this guy came in and did the solo. Why? Why? Yeah. No, I know. It happens. A no. lot of bands do that. So that's not just a kiss thing, but um yeah. but there was a couple there were a couple other interesting comments. And again, this is when I thought that maybe we were gonna get into some dramatics here on the DVD where, you know, like you like you had mentioned earlier, like, you know, I think it was Bruce who said that Eric wanted to contribute a little bit more to the band in terms of writing, uh, but he felt stifled. Um, Bruce mentioned that at times Eric was not happy, uh, sometimes being in the band and he would not talk to them sometimes. So I was like, okay, I like, those are the parts where I'm like, okay, this is some interesting shit. Let's get into it a little bit more expound on that. And they didn't, they would just pivot and just turn yeah. and talk about something else. He actually tried to minimize that. They I did. Know. Yeah, exact that, that exactly. Yeah, he yes. tried to say, oh yeah, you know, people say they talk, but no, I mean, it happens. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of the home video stuff yep. that they constantly were showing. Eddie playing, uh, Eric playing jokes, uh, that backstage home videos talking, shooting while somebody was shooting who some keyboard player for the band. Yep. Uh, there's other clips of him talking about the products in the dressing room. Um, you know, and, and then there's a great clip of him talking about the Porsche that they gave him when he yep. joined Kiss. And it's constantly costing money for him to fix that he doesn't even use it really. And it's just a friggin' money pit for him. Yep. Um, that was great. And, uh, and then uh, Bruce, like, I wish they gave me a Porsche when I joined the band. <laughs> um, so, and then he talked about his, like, he had a, a nice little uh, side gig where he was doing that, those uh, Rockheads cartoons. He was a great little artist, it looked yes. like. Yep, they should. Yeah, I, I I didn't know anything about that, but they talked about that. Carrie, Carrie that was t- Carrie talked a lot about that because that's kind of prime time when she was with Eric, um, mm-hmm. you know, and how he was really into that with the, the, the you know artistically and and story wise that was kind of his little pet project that he had on the side. Um, so that was interesting to see. They had a little bit from um, I think it was I don't know if it was it was one of the guys from Slaughter. It might have been it might have been Mark Slaughter himself. When he mm-hmm. talks about how you know Eric was uh, key in terms of helping them uh, as become the opening act on the Hot in the Shade tour, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and that's right. I skipped over that, and yep. that it wasn't the Vinny connection. It was really Eric that yep. was like pushing this band that he was friends with them, and like these guys, we should get them on our tour. And those guys were really, really thankful to Eric and all yep. that he did. And it sounds like they were really felt that he was the catalyst. To get him on, not Vinny, yeah. not a, yep. like a slight. Let's fucking piss off Vinny. Put Slaughter on, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. And then um, Bruce had a had a, had a, a it was kind of interesting and funny at the same time. He was talking about what everybody what everybody sees is Eric's massive drum set, and Eric yeah. is so small that when he would sit behind the drums, no one could see him. So one of one of Eric's famous thing and it's on the cover of the DVD is Eric would kind of stand up and kind of like stand sometimes on the bass drum and kind of put his yeah. sticks up in the air and kind of get everybody's attention because he was such a tiny guy especially behind that massive drum that drum kit yeah I and that's like iconic like as much as I think of like different things I think of Eric Carr on those drums standing up right and that's why I, and I love the, the the picture on the DVD cover is awesome yeah. it's like a what, what a perfect perfect iconic picture of Eric yeah, it just it just breaks your heart looking at it. But you know, yep. there's a funny story of him like hanging out with Gene, and then and then uh, Diana Ross comes over and he was trying to do something, and he turned around and like fucking elbowed her oh, really yeah. hard, <laughs> yeah, in yep. the fucking yep. gunt or yeah. something like that <laughs> in her fupa, <laughs> oh, in her vagina gut, v- the VG. The biggest VG of all time had to be the that Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells, <laughs> he had the vagina gut going big time. Oh God, the yeah, fupa, he, yeah, vagina gut or the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one I love better. Oh. I love all three of those. Yeah, but yeah. He, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, just go. No, just back to Parcells. Par- no one wore that better than Parcells in the nineties. And those fucking New York Giants. Look at Parcells and Giants. And there's a photo of him, especially one of Bill Belichick and him walking. And they're fucking 
shorts are so tiny and their yep. fucking balls hanging out of them. And <laughs> Parcells has got the fucking gun in full swing. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Anyways, he elbows fucking Diana Ross in the gun. And um you know, and he was the type that didn't want to go to her party. He was invited that. She didn't care about that kind of stuff. Yep. He just wanted to be with regular people. He wasn't into the celebrity stuff. And, you know, they, there's more videos of him with Carrie and their home stuff and them talking. It's kind of just, you know, it's haunting. It's it haunting. Because little do they know what's going to go ahead. And uh, we all know what ends up happening. But, you know, and it's just like you just want to be like, oh, can I go back in time and change this? How do we make it so he continues? And, you know, there know. are videos. I, I, he I, looks happy and healthy. And it's in April. Yeah, and then I know. we know I what hate, happens. I, I hated, I hated watching some of that. And then, and then they get to the, the, you know, the God gave rock and roll to you shoot, um, you know, which would be the last time that Eric would perform with the band. And, you know, they talk about the premiere for Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which the song was part of the soundtrack and how excited Eric was for that and how emotional that was, you know, for, for him. And, you know, it, it, it just, like you said, as, as a kiss fan or just, yeah, even as a friggin' human being it just gets it, it just gets emotional and then then there was an interesting thing that i wasn't really aware of that they started to they began some early preparations on the revenge album mm-hmm. and and eric was like okay let's go and bob Ezrin was like eric just stop rest take care of yourself you know mm-hmm. monitor yourself and that's where i'm wondering was it them you want to do this video? Then you got to say it was Bob Ezra, not Kiss, that said stay home. Maybe, and we'll talk. We'll, ta- we'll, we'll 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 talk about that at the end. But yes, um, I know. I but know then what you're the, you know, and then the narration goes: Eric Carr died November twenty fourth peacefully. Like you're like, what the fuck? Yep. You're like yeah. pissed off. You're like, I know. What the fuck? I know. And you knew it was coming. And and then and, and then another interesting comment from our friend Bob Kulik. <laughs> he says he says Bob will be. He says, excuse me, Eric will be remembered as one of the kiss drummers, arguably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and then, go ahead. No, no, go finish. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, and then they get into the, uh, the thing in Hollywood, uh, with the award with, uh, you know, with Eric Carr and they and, present the, an ace. Yeah. So this is, this is when I'm like, okay, I, I want the behind the scenes of this DVD. Because they show the video of of the awards being presented to Eric's mom and dad with Ace, mm-hmm. and then there's like a literal like six second interview with Ace. Yeah, I'm like okay, so what is going on here? You know, this is two thousand. Uh, Ace is in Kiss, but no, Ace thought that right. as a solo artist. But anyways, what yeah. I put that as Ace looked normal and sounded normal, totally. like he didn't suffer from brain damage back then. Oh, well, he looked good. I mean, for Ace, I mean, yeah, he was talking like about fucking... Eric is a good friend of mine. He's he sounded like a normal guy, not yeah. hey, Eric. Huh? He's a pretty good job. I wait a minute. Was what band was he in? Yeah, you know, well, don't forget this is also twenty years ago before his fucking brain was a puddle. So I mean. <laughs> And and then then you had a then you had a little interesting some good comments there about uh from Carmine Apiece. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tom have this like I, I don't know what it is. We have this like thing. A, if we just see him or hear his name, we just laugh. Mustache. Who it's vanilla fudge? Video. It's the video from Bark at the Moon. 
Oh they, God! All, yes. All of a sudden, they, they hit the drum, and then there's a close up, and he's looking at the camera like, "Ooh!" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> his mustache. I I gotta get a clip of it. It is the fucking stupidest look, and that fucking that's all I think of. Come on, a piece. And mean if I just text Tom in the middle of the day a picture of that, Tom will die laughing. Oh yeah, it's perfect. It's same here. Or if he just says, "Come on, come on, a piece," <laughs> jelly roll. So so they do a little bit with Carmine apiece because Carmine being a drummer. And this was another interesting thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I was a friend of I was a friend of Eric. Um, you know, I wanted to put together, um, you know, a video tribute for Eric. And Kiss said no. Couldn't use his name. Couldn't use. And honestly, th- this video, I think because I got so emotionally attached to Eric during this video because it was a ver- such a personal video. I'm sitting there watching this video, and when when Carmine Apiece said that, I'm like, motherfucker, Paul and Gene really are fucking assholes. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, and I wasn't even trying or, to say it like, or do you think they maybe said, we'll do a, excuse me, Carmine, we'll do a video for Eric Carr. We don't want no has-been <laughs> mediocre talent, like, act like yourself, getting the bullet boys to fucking do one for him. I'll get the talent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just was. We'll, we'll, when we when we wrap up this the the the, the recap, we'll we'll talk about all that. So and then and he then, says, and, and, "Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead." No, I was going to say. Then Bill talks, says that they talked all the way to the end. Bill Coin. Yep. And I was going to say, but I have one more thing I want to talk about the the video. But did you have something else you wanted to say uh, about? No, I was just going to. I was just going to talk about how Bruce added some comments about. Uh, hey. About Car Jam um, at the end of Revenge, and how Revenge was dedicated to the memory of Eric Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, then the the video ends, you know, kind of with like a little bit of a, a little bit of a solo performance um, with Eric Carr, and he had those those insane those pads, those electronic pads, yeah, that, that above him that when he hit them, it kind of gave the feeling of like a like a bass or like a you know kind of like a little extra percussion, yeah. Uh, so that was that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and yeah, I said go ahead. he ends the the ends the video with the drum solo. Yep, and Eric standing that iconic image of him on top of the drums. Yep, yep. And I also found out that um, portions of the DVD sales uh, benefit the Eric Carr Foundation, which is which is cool. Yeah. So that goes that you know great guy. Everybody loves Eric Carr. So uh, yeah. That being said, um, go ahead. There's a couple other things like uh, with the DVD itself. I think you saw the Amazon video. There's a couple like in the old days of DVDs, you'd have to press the button and be a little story and then yes. press the button to play and go. So there's like a director thing and it talks about it. And the director, Jack Edward, I think Sawyers, does say something like with all the crap that we had, to, I had to deal with with getting this released and I'm so happy that we got it re-released. Wow. He just, you know, I put in parentheses crap and crap, I think, was capitalized. That's a shame. Yep. Um, I think that's a fucking big time, like, shot across the bow. Oh, no doubt. And then, you know, there's a quick little biography on him. There's a music link to some of the songs. And we're going to do like rockology and other stuff at some point. We'll we'll review Eric's solo album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And things like that down the line. I don't want to get too much into it. 
But what I want to get into and Tommy wants to get into is this specific video, whether it's to watch it, buy it, rent it. Yep. So I was not very familiar with this before. I said I actually kind of stumbled upon this because when I go down the rabbit hole on Amazon Prime or on the Amazon shopping app, you look at Kiss stuff and the next thing you know, you, so I'm like, holy shit, I've never heard, I've never heard of this. What is it about? So I'm like, okay, it's Kiss, it's Erica. Let's let's watch it. Let's talk about it. Um, I I I don't want to say I was disappointed. Uh, what I, what I'm disappointed in as a Kiss fan is pretty much what you, what you just said, Zeus. Is that the director said of all the crap he went through? The fact that there is a 90 minute documentary called Inside the Tale of the Fox, the Eric Carr story, and there is no Paul, there is no Gene. There is no kiss footage. There is minimal tiptoeing around his kiss career. I think is is just really unacceptable for me. And I think it's I think it really cements some of those things that people think about Paul and Gene. Um, and I don't know. I don't know this director and producer. I don't know what he what he tried to do. I don't know if, if maybe he didn't have the money to do what he wanted to do. Um, but. You know, th- 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 this is the only thing on Eric Carr. There's, n- you know, an in- extreme close-up. I know Paul and Gene briefly talk Here's about the book. Is the book? Yep. Oh no, no, um, no! I know. Th- yeah, I know that. But I'm saying, I know, I know an extreme close-up in some of the Kiss DVDs. They they do briefly mention Eric Carr, but to have a 90-minute documentary on the guy's life, I'd like. I would have liked a little bit more. And I know that the directors and the producers were, uh, you know, their hands were tied, you know, legally speaking, on what they could do. Yeah, I, I look. In the end, I'll tell you this. Um I would recommend this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because I believe that just those home videos, just yep. seeing Eric and his family are wonderful. If you are interested in that, if you're all about Kiss, the music and stuff, this isn't for you. Exactly. But if you like the band, and want to see the behind the scenes, what people were like. There's no way you walk away from this without liking Eric Carr more or wanting to buy his CD or wanting to hear more of his story or supporting him in his cause. No way he doesn't all of a sudden start leaping ahead of other members and be like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He hopped over Eric Singer to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the video, like you said, this is not a Kiss DVD, okay? You're not going to, they're not going to go through the timeline of his career. They're not going to talk about the behind the scenes of Animal Eyes or, you know, you know what led to him singing Little Caesar on Hot in the Shade or, you know, when he took the makeup off and they recorded Lick It Up. None, you're not going to get that, okay? That being said, like Zeus said, if if you're a fan of of the man, Eric Carr, um, as long as you know what you're getting into and what and yeah. what your expect what your expectations are, um, then I think it's I think it's worth seeing. Um, it's just very very unfortunate and disappointing, and it pisses me off that there's no there's no official kiss, um, you know anything in here. And again, I, I like I already said I don't I don't know what went into the production of this and and if if that was even an option for the producers of this. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I found, you know, interesting is do you, when you watch these videos, do you learn something? 
Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot. Me too. Um, is it something that you get bored of? Not really, because the the family stuff and even the people talking are are likable characters, are likable people. So yeah. you want to hear? It's not like good God, I have to. I'm watching a biography about a poet from the 18th century, and I have to watch this video. <sighs> no, it's it's very down to earth and very the people are engaging, and um, I liked it. But it's very, um, it's it's very real. You, 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 Eric was a very real person, and all the people talking about him are very. Re- it's very. It's, you know, look, we're not very serious on Shout It Out Loudcast very often, not? if at all, if at all. But th- th- this is this is a this is a, a good a good DVD about a good person, somebody that we as Kiss fans really like, um, and, and I, I would I would recommend it. But just temper your expectations when you go in to see it. Yeah. Um. So let's address the elephant in the room. And that is how did this get done or not get done the right way? I, I, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I got my lawyer hat on. Yep. Um, I can see them wanting to do this video and Gene and Paul and them going, well, hold on a minute. You're using our footage. You can't just use it for we can release a DVD video of Eric Carr and we'll happy to no, no, no. The family's like, we don't want you releasing shit. We're going to do it. Well, then if you're going to be like that, we control our image and we don't trust what you're going to say about us. So we have artistic stuff. I want to see what you're going to say. It's true. And that's why it got limited. Certain things could put out there. Quick little video clips. I mean, you can barely see Paul and Gene in any of this, yep. but you can see Ace. Yep. In a lot of it. Um, you know, and then the couple of shots, they probably saw Carmine at Peace's hit job about not letting him in. Ah, fuck, it's Carmine. Let's fast forward. Uh, ah, that's nothing. Yep. Or, you know, the after the fact on the DVD where the, in the insert notes or the director says all the crap we had to put up with. Like, I bet you they didn't see it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, like, I agree. This is how we do it. I can somewhat see. Yes. What they're talking about because, um, you know, they got to control their stuff. And, you know, it sucks, but we control our image. I get that. I get, And it's interesting because on the back of the DVD at the very bottom, it says released with the permission of Eric's car's family. Yeah. Um, Now, that being said, I I agree with what you just said. I I do. I I get the legal aspect of that. But then you kind of back up a little bit and you look at what Carmine Apice said about wanting to do a video tribute for Eric, you know. And he's and he, and he he got that got squashed. Like the, 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 look, we 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 know Paul and Gene. We're, we're, we've been fans of the band for forty years. We know how they are. This has asshole written all over it. It really does. I understand yeah, that there's a bit, but you got to understand. I we, we don't have I, the context I, of what fucking goofball Comrade Peace is coming up with. Hey, I gotta do a video, and they probably like, dude, you're not doing some half-ass video. With our fucking blessing about Kiss and Eric Carr. No, you, we're not putting you in your second-rate opinion. If something's done, we'll do it. Who, who knows how that came across? I know that. I know. I, I, I can me. say to them, well, I was going to do this great DVD about Eric Carr, and Kiss said no to me. Because they probably said, who the fuck are you? I know that. And I and I understand the legal aspects behind all this. Believe me, I do. But and artistic. I, I get that. 
but the but there's a piece of me, and I may, maybe I'm being a little mushy, softy here. But there's but a then again, they put out Kiss Exposed, so who the fuck are they to talk? Well, there's a little piece of me too. It's like you know what? This is a this is a fucking member of your band who was with you for ten years through one of the you know a, all it is is a fucking biography. You assholes! They're not doing this video to shit on the band or to shit on you. They're doing it to talk about his life. You can't you can't throw a clip in there of you guys performing the oath or you guys performing fucking heavens Good on fire. Fucking luck getting that from them. But what I'm fucking no. Then Mark St. John's fucking gonna say that when Vinny dies, Vinny wants to put a clip in of him and Kiss. You know sometimes, that's what they're putting. That's why they're saying it's no to everybody unless you ask us for a permission and you and you pay for that right. You don't get it. People, this is what happens when I have a fucking lawyer for a co-host. <laughs> fucking ruin everything. There, I get it. Believe there me, are I rules, my friend. There are I rules. Get, you I stop look, doing that shit, and then you got fucking ten members of Kiss, all of them saying, "I want to produce this." Well, you let me produce this now. Gene and Paul are dead, so why can't I perform as Kiss? You let me put videos out as Kiss, so I'm gonna go out as the Tommy Thayer Kiss experience. You know, I mean, it just, I get it. If you don't fucking box it in, I. I get it. That's why there's fucking 20 temptation groups out there touring and five different variations of rat and stupid shit like that. You know, I totally believe me. I totally understand it. It doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. That's my, that's my only promise. I get then. You know what they should have done? We'll produce something for Eric and all the proceeds will go to Eric's foundation and we'll do it along with his family. They would never fucking do that. You shitting me. But that's what they should be doing. I'm saying. Yeah. No. If anything, the the, the the proceeds will go to Moneybag Soda. That's all he <laughs> fucking cares about. The proceeds will go to South America and Peru to get all the cane sugar for Moneybag Soda. Yeah, and then they'll go to my fucking Paul Stanley parachute pants. <laughs> fucking my urban sombrero <laughs> from the Peterman collection. So any so anyway so it's on Amazon Prime check it out even if you don't have the DVD and even if you even if you're not an Amazon Prime subscriber I think you can get it for you know maybe like a dollar ninety nine rental or something on Amazon the DVD is cheap enough if, if you want to add it to your collection it's again it's worth having uh, yeah. but you know uh, I enjoyed it it was it was a little bit different uh, and it is a little bit sad too you know unfortunately so, Tom, we reviewed this is our third DVD is that right yes. Confidential, Second Coming, and this. Where do you rank it? Look, be 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 real. Be yeah, fair. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna have to put it. I'm gonna have to put it last, just because it's just yep. it's not a kiss video. Um, I, I enjoyed but it's it. Worth watching, and I'll you know, do the same thing. Absolutely, it's worth watching. I enjoyed it, but it's it's not a kit. It's more of a. You know what it would be like? It would be like if you went on, um. You know, like one of those cable channels that do like, uh, you know, like a, like a background story, like like a PBS fucking at night. Yeah, show. yeah, kind of, or a YouTube video. All of a sudden, you get like some documentary yep. you know existed of Kiss. Exactly. And you start watching it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's it's not a Kiss video, and and Confidential and Second Coming are are Kiss videos with with concert footage and interviews, yeah. etc. So if I, I could keep a permanent one, yeah, I would. Fucking this would be the last one. Yeah. Because what now I've seen it. Is this something I'm gonna repeat view it? Maybe not anytime soon. But yeah. I, I mean I, I I could see myself watching it again, maybe in the I mean, put it this way, this is a video where like my wife would 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 enjoy watching. Yeah, like I could, could watch it with her. 
Yeah, exactly. Someone who's never seen it. Right. But yep. on your own to watch it next month by yourself? Probably not. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm right. Yep. Yep. So we recommend you guys take a look at it, see it. Um, and, you know, God bless Eric Carr. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. So we usually go to a question after this. What do you got for us this week? What do you got? All right. Actually, hey, they see they made a mistake in that ad. So before we get into before we get into questions, can I can I read uh, uh, an an email that we recently got tonight? We got one tonight. Okay, we got one tonight at six o'clock, and it's from Chris. On did we get one on Friday night at eight? (laughs) It will be so great. Great, great. Want to be late? Friday night at eight. So it's funny because this is from Craig Stevens. And it's funny because I thought of this today. He goes, breaking news. The latest episode of the Stuart Trunk podcast has dropped. Stuart sits down with Johnny Z, his old boss at Megaforce Records, <laughs> which, by the way, is true. If you if you subscribe to the Eddie Trunk podcast, he, he interviews Johnny Z. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, here we go. So then he goes, Stuart was Johnny's protege and will tell you all about how good he is. And he was so integral to the careers of anyone from Metallica to Ace Freely. Listen carefully and you might even hear Johnny get a few words in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Craig, thank you for sharing that. That was a good one. Um, Uh, And then we got a and then we got a Facebook recommendation this week. We'll take it from Rick Rarer on Facebook. He says, you can't go wrong with Kiss and Jerky Boy references. <laughs> so thank you, Rick. Well, thank you, Rick. We will take that recommendation. That's terrific. Um, and as far as questions here, where, where are we going to go this whoa, week? Whoa, 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 whoa. You oh, forgot whoa, whoa. to mention. Oh, shit. Uh, by the way, thank you all those guys about the Where's Drago from last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was excellent. Yes, yes. And we found out where Drago is. Yeah. Um, but... The other part that I wanted to bring up was uh, we mentioned our friend from the comment section of YouTube. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, God. He, oh, what's his name? Marty? <laughs> I got to pull this up. Marty oh. McFly? Marty McFly. So he, um, oh, God, man, this was funny. <laughs> this this was funny because now, now I got to pull up the friggin' email. Oh yeah, so he was the one that was commenting oh, yeah. on yeah. all our YouTube clips, and he called us twat waffles or something. Yeah, yeah, we talked about him. We talked about him during last week's episode. We didn't mention him by name, but we were talking about how oh yeah, there's a new guy out there who's listened to all our all our episodes, and he comments on all of them, and he's shitting on us and calling us twat waffles and all this shit. So he sends us an email, and uh, he talks about where Drago is and everything, and he said. Sorry about calling you guys morons. <laughs> he goes, I didn't get your groove and the show seemed like chaos, but I've listened to most of your episodes. Thanks. <laughs> he goes, but I've listened to most episodes and I have come to really enjoy the show, but I still stand by one thing. You guys sound like car talk, which apparently is a podcast that I've heard other people talk about too. It's about two guys talking about cars, so now I got to hear this one because I don't, I don't know what the fuck car talk I is. I heard that was a somebody else had told us that. Remember? Yeah, that we sound like that, and the, the other people said that's a compliment. I'm like, it's a compliment. Oh. I don't know what the fuck they are. 
Um, I'll take but it. But did you see this other one here? Uh-oh. Um, uh, email? This is an email that we got on Sunday. Right. Okay. <laughs> the disclaimer on a KISS Facebook group. KISS Facebook group. Um, apparently, this one is... Um, has do you have thick skin? We asked this because if you get butt hurt easily, this page is not for you. Um, this group is not exclusive to just kiss. We discuss all bands and genres. Is this something you're interested in? This group consists of mainly ace fans and not so much Tommy Thayer fans. Are oh you okay God. with this? If not, this page may not be for you. So, this was an email we got from Lamar Page. The disclaimer on a kiss Facebook group. Also, Zeus, I do a mean Gene impression. Fuck Craig Gass. I am Gene <laughs> 2.0. I'd love to read out a sketch you've made for you. I mean, I think he's saying I've made for you guys. Yeah. If there's anything as good as your ace impersonation, spot on. We got a hit. Let me know. Oh, All Jesus right, Lamar. Christ. So what you need to do is you need to like do like a voice memo or something. Yeah. Or do a clip of it. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Send it to our email. Yeah. If it's as good as you say, play it. You know, we, we might play it or yep. we might have to have you on and we'll just do a, a running skit where Tom can do Bill Clinton <laughs> and I'll do Ace and you can do Gene. You realize what we're opening ourselves up to now? We're a comedy bit now. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's like fucking Saturday Night Live, shout out <laughs> loud cast style. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, all right. So fireplace, bitch. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. So where are we? Questions? We just finished, didn't we? No, oh, did I, didn't, ask no I, I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even ask when we were reading all comments. <laughs> I'm fucking senile, dude. All right, I, I got a. I, I, all right, I got. I got a quick one from our friend Heavy Mayo. Oh no! Yes, who's, he just added. I just saw a bunch of shit hit him and his fiance were going back and forth about. Buying products from our buddy Ed at Click Tea Shop. Yeah, because Ed's posting things about the big coffee mugs. So fucking go oh, get. Oh yeah, and you're telling everybody to buy their fucking shout it out loudcast yeah. mug. Like I said, the best part of waking up is Tom and Zeus in your cup. <laughs> what are we gonna do in their cup? Jizz in their cup? <laughs> We're gonna dance all over their cup. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, oh so, so he so he says. If social media had been around in the 70s, how would each successive Kiss album have evolved if Paul had real-time criticism? Ooh, that's good. I like that one. Well, remember now, Destroyer was not very well liked until Beth took over. Right. So maybe he and they already started really going right at it with uh, Rock and Roll Over. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it seemed like it was kind of organic back then because he was already his mind's like, oh, we got to go back to what we were doing in the first three albums. And that's why rock and roll over is kind of stripped down. But, you so know, know OK, yeah, you're changed, right. Right. No, you're right. But but I think what he what he's getting at, and I think it would be interesting. So we, we all know how how unbelievably toxic and awful Facebook and Twitter can be. So picture picture right now, 2020. Uh, Destroyer gets released and he and Paul Stanley goes on his Twitter page. So oh, Destroyer release. Let us know what you think. And everyone's like, this fucking album sucks. What the fuck is great expectations? This is horseshit. And all of a sudden Paul's gonna be like, 
Oh, shit. Maybe they're right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead. With the amount of fucking shit Paul Stanley gets, he gets that way worse now. That's he, you said, well, then Paul Stanley goes on his Facebook account or Twitter account. Dude, all day, I would say Paul Stanley gets three quarters of the shit about Paul Stanley are all negative. But it's different now because he doesn't care. He's in his 70s. He could give two fucks what me and you think. Back then in the 70s when they were in their prime, oh, he'd he kill himself. Right. He, that, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if he would have fucking killed himself. Jeez. <laughs> he was a depressed fucking baby back then. You know that. Ooh, Stanley the parrot? <laughs> I thought you were going to say the other one. What, the one-eared monster? <laughs> yeah. He's probably going to be fucking pissed off. And fucking go F himself, you know? I mean, what the fuck's he going to do? I don't know. Kissing the uh, social media. uh, I I think it would hurt the band because the aura and that stuff goes around was word of mouth. And maybe you'd see a TV show about them. Yeah. If they were fucking everywhere, then the mystique of it wouldn't be as big. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Well, well, so what? So you think if uh, what, some of those toxic face groups, the way they shit on the band today, if they were around in the 70s? Yeah. Paul, if Paul Stanley <laughs> was around in the 70s? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag and fucking live to win. Live to win. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm so glad he's back on Facebook. Welcome oh. back, Paul Stanley. Um, um, good stuff. All right. Man. All right. So. You guys can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all the other podcast areas you can find podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. Email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Obviously, if it's any good, we will read it out loud. And uh, we appreciate all the emails that we get. Interact with us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and please, um, again, we ask people to give us reviews on podchaser.com and especially like iTunes.com. That helps other people find us. Go to iTunes, find our podcast, rate and review, five star child for Shout It Out Loudcast. It'll be huge. Would greatly appreciate it and uh, certainly read it on the air. Tom, anything else you want to add about uh, where people can find us and stuff? Yeah, don't forget to check us out at Pantheon Podcast, the website there, because you'll find us, all our information, um, all the other podcast platforms that were available, along with all the other awesome shows um, that we're associated with uh, that you that you should check out for sure. And uh, and and keep those re- keep those reviews and recommendations and emails and comments coming. That they, they, we love them. Um, as you can see, we we read them whenever we get them. They they're a lot of fun to read, and we have a good time with them and laugh. And keep those coming. Yeah, and then finally, there's also, uh, please, uh, you can always find any of our merch uh, with our good buddy Ed on clickteshop.com, clickteshop.com, shout it out, Loudcast merchandise, and more importantly, awesome KISS-related merchandise. Take a look. Ed's got a fucking plethora of fun stuff there. He's got new stuff coming out all the time. Go to his website. Pick out something you like and uh, tell them we sent you. Um, yep. So, famous last words. You've been branded by the iron. You've been cut by the knife. There's a monkey on your back. 
running up and down your spine. Ooh. Ooh. God damn. Take my balls. Take my balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, god damn. You biting and shit. Um, You even cuted in your baby pitches. (laughs) Uh, So here I am. Do you want me now? Just show me where. And I'll show you how. (laughs) Excellent, as always. Guys, till next week, Tommy, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout.